So as you may already know, Father Hogan is currently in the Holy Land. He brought a group of our parishioners there and is enjoying seeing the sites where Jesus himself had walked and preached and had done his many miracles. Monsignor Ted was gone for a few days for a family wedding, which meant that I was the only priest here for a few days. And I wasn't concerned about that, being the only priest here, but yesterday, when we had confessions at 4 p.m., um, I knew that Monsignor would not yet be back uh, and available, so that meant that I would be the only priest um, for confessions. And usually we have two priests, and with two priests, we usually fill the time for confessions before the 5 p.m. Mass. So I was concerned about being able to um, minister to the needs of all the people who would come for confession. And so I called multiple priests in advance, knowing about this situation, and none of them were available. And then it, it occurred to me, I'm trying to get a priest when pretty much all priests are at their own parish hearing confessions. Like, this is probably not going to work. So I surrendered to the Lord and just told him that I'll do the best that I can when the time comes and um, hope for the best. Uh, then Friday evening, a priest contacted me by text asking or commenting on something completely unrelated. And I remembered that that particular priest, he, uh, he had a retired priest at his parish. So I thought to myself, well, you know, they might have an extra priest. So I figured this is worth a try. I asked if he could spare a priest to help with confessions. And um, thankfully, they were able to. And so I'm grateful to uh, Father Tom Molini from Ascension Parish uh, for coming and helping out with confessions uh, yesterday, Saturday evening at 4 p.m. But even in that act, uh, I could see the work of God and the mercy of God at work. Uh, because here I am in this situation where there is something being asked of me that I can't really fulfill, that is trying to attend to the needs of so many people seeking God's mercy and reconciliation. And I figured I might have to like hear more confessions after Mass or something uh, to try to, to attend to the needs of the people. And when I prayed to God and asked for assistance, then uh, the Lord had mercy on me, and he was able to send me another priest to help out. And for that, I was very grateful. But that shows us God's mercy, God's mercy at work, where an undeserved gift is being given, or love encountering our misery. And this idea of mercy we can see throughout all of our readings for today. In our gospel passage, we see mercy at work with the lost sheep, with the lost coin, but especially with regards to the prodigal son. Basically, what this son was saying to his father when he asked for the inheritance was, I wish you were dead so I can have your property. Because an inheritance typically isn't given until after the death of the parents. Yet his father was willing to give it to him. And what did he do with it? He ran away and he just wasted all of that money until he was poor and very much in misery. He knew that he was wrong for having done that, but he also knew that his father's servants were better treated than what he was experiencing. I mean, he had gotten so hungry that he wanted to eat what the pigs were eating. Um, so he was pretty desperate. And yet, he knew that his father's servants had a much better situation. So he was willing to become his father's servant instead of being a son, because he knew it was better than his current situation, which he also knew was his own fault. 
So he's coming back to his father, and his father would have every reason and every right to be angry and upset with him. Having taken the property, having pretty much wished him to be dead, having wasted it all, and now coming back with nothing, um, his father had every right to be enraged. And yet when he saw his son coming at a distance, he was moved with compassion. And he didn't wait for his son to reach the house, he ran out to his son. And before his son could even finish speaking, he was already having his servants bring a ring and sandals and a robe because he was so eager to have his son back. We see mercy at work, the love of the father meeting the misery of the son, this undeserved gift that the son is receiving from the father. And God can have his mercy shower upon us in many ways. Yes, of course, in confession, but also in our daily lives. Anytime we have love encountering misery, we have mercy. Anytime we have this undeserved gift taking place, we have mercy. St. Paul recalls the mercy that he experienced from the Lord in our second reading. He acknowledges how much that he was a sinner, having been a zealous Jewish person, a Pharisee, seeking to stomp out Christianity. He was eagerly arresting Christians and even having them put to death or consenting to the death of Christians, thinking that he was helping out, thinking that he was doing God's will, even though he was totally wrong. And yet, God, who had every reason to be angry with him and upset with him, instead had mercy and compassion upon him. Instead, greeted him and welcomed him and converted him to, the, to Christianity. And St. Paul recognizes that it was undeserved. And he rejoices that the Lord was so merciful to him, that he would give him such a gift. In our first reading, we see mercy as well. God is speaking to Moses on top of Mount Sinai, and the people of Israel were so eager to have God physically present with them that when they couldn't see him, when they couldn't find him, what happened was that they decided to build, make, create their own God, a golden calf. And they started to worship that golden calf. They were sinning. They were giving up the one true God for this idol that they had made for themselves. And so God tells Moses, while they're still on the mountain, how he's going to destroy them, how he's going to punish them for their sin. And Moses intercedes, asking God to spare them. And through the intercession of Moses, they were indeed spared. So we see this mercy. In justice, they deserved punishment. But in mercy... They received God's love and compassion, and they were not destroyed, as he had said that he would do. We can't really understand mercy unless we understand justice, that is, giving to one what one is due. When someone does something wrong, they deserve punishment. And when that punishment is omitted, and instead there's compassion and love, there we see mercy. But mercy would not make sense without there being justice. So God was manifesting his justice in what he was telling Moses, but then he followed through with mercy instead. We have an even greater intercessor for us today, that is God the Son, Jesus Christ, who showed us the profound and awesome mercy of God by first becoming human and then giving up his life on the cross, that he would make a gift of love in the midst of our misery, 
One so great that it made up for all of the sins of all of humanity for all time. And the grace of that offering on the cross is made readily available to us in the sacraments. That we, humanity, who had gone astray, encounter God's mercy in his offer of eternal life. We encounter this mercy in many ways. We encounter it in the confessional. When we know we have sinned and we seek and want God's mercy, he's ready, eager to forgive us. And it's such a gift that he has to offer Jesus Christ manifested his divine mercy in a very special way when he appeared to St. Faustina, a Polish nun in the 1930s. And he told her about his mercy and told her to write all of this down in her diary. And she did. And he gave her an image of mercy and a chaplet of divine mercy and prayers for mercy so that she can glorify and manifest the mercy of God to the whole world, which seemed to have been forgotten by humanity. Jesus also said to her how much he yearns and burns to distribute his mercy. He's eager to be merciful to us if we would just come to him, if we would just seek it out. Our choices are seek out and receive God's mercy, or if we don't do that, then we receive his justice instead. Far better for us to seek out the mercy of God, to be welcomed back like the prodigal son, to have our sonship, to have our childhood, adopted children of God, restored to us if we go astray. The mercy of God is also manifested for us by having that offering on the cross made present at this altar, made present at every Mass, where Jesus gives himself fully and completely to us. So eager is he to love us, to reveal himself to us, to share his divine mercy with us, that he's willing to humble himself and take the appearance of bread and wine so that he can be intimately united with us in Holy Communion. And so we have God revealing his mercy to us in many ways, through the sacraments, but even in the little ways of life, wherever love and misery meet, we have mercy. And so let us take a moment to recall the different ways God has revealed his mercy to us throughout our lives as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most Holy Eucharist.